0: Welcome to ACP, the Amazon Connect podcast. This is the show that focuses on Amazon Connect and related technologies. I'm your host, Tom Morgan, introducing episode three, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, AWS Solution Architect and Contact Center Consultant, Alex Baker. We're also joined today by Bentley Payton, Platform Engineer at Cloud Interact. Find out more about Cloud Interact by visiting us at cloudinteract.io. Hello, everyone. And hello, Alex and Bentley. We're all in different places today. So this is going to be a fun technical challenge because I'm in some sort of isolation because I don't feel very well. So Alex has stayed at home and Bentley, you're in Manchester?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Excellent.
0: Right. Cool. And so we've got loads of stuff to talk about today. We're going to deep dive a little bit into some of the new exciting audio video stuff that's in the web chat widget because I know Bentley, you've been playing with that quite a lot. So that's going to be really good to talk through. Before we get into that, though, we'd like to sort of cover off any news items or anything that's been happening since our last episode. And I know, Alex, you uh, you came across something just the other day that you wanted to sort of share.
2: Yep, yep. Keeping an eye, as usual, on the Amazon Connect release notes. One in there at the moment for February, which I don't think we mentioned last time. And it is relevant to what we discussed last time on the podcast, though. So we were talking about uh, CRM profiles cases that kind of thing and the the new releases for Amazon Amazon connect cases and it is it now provides an audit history on cases that allows you to see which users worked on a case what changes they made and the order in which those changes occurred so yeah giving you a bit more visibility around uh, the the actions taken on that on your, your cases so you, you're not kind of blind around what's been been going on on them so yeah okay. sounds
0: good so that's potentially an unlock for highly compliant i guess like government or compliance you know where, where they need that level of like the audit trail they need to know everything that's happened maybe maybe it's an unlock for those people then i guess to have that sort of visibility so that's cool I mean, it's good for everyone as well really just to understand what's been going on so let's get into this chat widget then so this we've had the chat widget for a while and i feel like last year sometime we could we could have multiple chat widgets per Connect instance right and that was cool and yeah so if you if you've never if you don't know what we're talking about let's start right at the beginning so amazon connect has a chat widget that you can add to your website or app it's let me keep me honest it's javascript yes it is yeah okay cool so you can drop it into your website you can configure it you can brand it as well am i right in saying that
1: yeah, you're able option. to on the on the out of the box. You you can add your logo on there if you want to, and then of course you can do your full customization and make that completely personal.
0: Okay, cool. And you can add it to. There's some affordances for like building into a mobile app as well. I think there's like a underlying or there's like an API you could use, or there's maybe even libraries as well you can use.
1: Yes, yeah. You, you can add it to an app. You, you can actually add the out of the box to an app if you wanted to. Cool. I had had some success in doing that.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. So it's,
1: it's pretty easy to get started. And what it
0: gives you is the ability for your customers to just start a chat session. And what happens on the back end then? So that goes, is that just like them calling your phone number for Amazon Connect? Does it go into the same queue? Like, how does how does that work?
1: Yeah, essentially it is. It follows the same sort of journey as a call would, but you can have a separate contact flow for your chat. So, um, you know, if you wanted to, you can front that with integration of amazon lex mm. so they can have a chat with a bot but it's still in your contact center you're seeing the data and then you can route it to queues just as you would a phone call and you can you can use the same the same queue as a as a voice queue uh, if you wanted to or you can have separate ones
0: oh nice so you can even start off with a bot and try and get the answered and then hand it off to a hand it off to a human and that just goes into a a connect queue just you know like a like a voice call would that's cool and yeah, I know absolutely. you and I know you can pass per, uh, like arguments as well optionally. So like you, you imagine like a user on a website, you could like start chatting. It's useful to know kind of what page they're on, what's in their basket, maybe. But I guess their user identifier as well, you could pass that and somehow look it up because it's different from I guess it's different from voice calling. You can't use the phone number. You don't I guess you don't know anything about this user unless you pass it yourself. There's no I guess there's no identifier there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can you can pass that context with the out of the box widget. It does require a bit more development. You'll have to use mm. the, the JavaScript web tokens, and obviously have a little bit more freedom if you create the full custom experience yourself. But yeah, absolutely, those sorts of things. What page they're on, what they've done before. Mm. You can pass that in and get that information to
2: an advisor. That's really exciting for me. Leading on from what we were discussing last time, Tom, just being able to have a fully authenticated customer to you know who it is and seeing what they've been browsing what products they might be looking at being able to pass that context to the agent and arming them ready to have that conversation that sounds really good to me
0: Mm. yeah definitely definitely so that's all stuff you could do already which is great so what's the thing that's new
1: so what's new and it was i think it was the end of november of last year so they introduced in-app web and video calling so they integrated it into the existing chat widget. So it's now been rebranded as the communications widget and you have the option for, for web and video calling, into so voice and video okay. in the same widget. Okay. So
0: same widget, same single widget that I put on the website, but now I can do chat, but I could also talk to my agent. I could do video calling with my agent as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. So of course okay. uh, your existing chat widget, you would have to a- enable those features but it would now be available in that same widget.
0: Got it. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Like if I already have the chat widget and I don't want this, I don't panic. I don't have to worry, right? Nothing's going to happen unless you opt into using this. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, that's that's kind of incredible. Like That changes for me some of that customer experience stuff. So the thing I find frustrating is where you've got different flows for customer service, you know, where you've got, yeah, I can do web chat or I can pick up the phone. And like those are two very separate worlds And it can be kind of hard to start in one and then continue on another. But actually, this is really interesting because you could, you can presumably start on chat and then just kind of upscale to audio or video as part of that same conversation. Is is that, is that is that how it works? You always start off in one or how does that work?
1: So it will depend on whether it's the out of the box or custom experience. So with the out of the box, you do have the consideration that when you click the icon to open it up, it will open up the chat session immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you don't have anything like a Lexbot in front of it and you just route into a queue that that chat session will start and an agent mm-hmm. will be, will be needed if you want to step up to a voice call or, or a video call it's classed as a separate contact. So your chat session will end and a, and a voice call will start. <clears throat> so technically it's separate. I think if you were to create it fully custom, then you could maybe create an escalation. But if it's out of the box, then it's going to be a separate contact and you need to do something to handle that. Got it.
0: That's interesting. Does it then get rerouted? Not rerouted, but you know what I mean? Does it go back into the queue and it could potentially be picked up by someone else? Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
1: Yes, technically. So you would technically be going to the back of the queue unless you've done something to handle that.
0: Got it. And that's where, yeah, that's where your custom integration comes in. That's where your custom work to be like, actually, when this happens, what I'm trying to do is get back to that same person. Exactly. That completely, that completely makes sense. That's interesting. So I guess. Alex, do you, do you think this is going to be taken up? Like, how do you see this being embraced by big companies everywhere?
2: Yeah, I, I guess I was going to ask you guys, you know, amongst the three of us, do, do you think it feels like a natural progression, first of all? So we're all, we're all pretty used to us in, in IT anyway. A few enforced years of being on Teams or, or Zoom calls pretty much all day. That would feel quite natural to me. So rather than picking up my mobile if I was to go onto a company's website and be able to engage using voice but on the website using my headset, I would be absolutely fine with that. And I, I think I think there are some benefits to be had there. The the one obvious one that we mentioned, you can be fully authenticated and you can pass all your contacts to the to the agent potentially and have that nice sort of seamless customer experience. Will companies embrace it? I think there are a few considerations. Probably, you know, cost is always uh, is always up there in terms of in, in terms of consideration. So we should look at that, yeah, and then also around the the benefit to the customer and to the the company. So there's quite a lot to to unpick there potentially. What about you guys? Do you think you would you would embrace this the, the voice calling part specifically?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think the world is ready. I really do. Like everyone has a headset now. You know, it's 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 incredible how that's changed so much. You know, like I could. Yeah, I live four hours away from my parents, and I could never get them to do like Skype calls or like anything like that. They just didn't do it. And then we had lockdown, and it turns out like when FaceTime's the only way to see your grandkids, you pick that stuff up real fast. So like, actually, I think a lot of us have been through that. And and as you say, like everyone has a headset now, everyone has a camera. Yeah, I think we are ready for it. I and mean, yeah, to your point, like, I think the, I think the users are ready. I think customers are ready. Are companies ready? Not sure. And there are some considerations we should go through. But I think there's loads of... There's also loads of use cases that will be different and unique to particularly video, I think. Being able to show somebody something, thinking around, you know, like support calls, troubleshooting, after-product care, all stuff like that, you know. Just like a classic, you know, I can't work out to use my washing machine. You know, oh, you need to press the spin button. Which one's the spin button? Just being able to, like get on a video call, spin the phone around and be like, this is what I see. And they're like, oh, okay, like that's not right. You know, instantly, like it's, that that can be 10 minutes of a, a really frustrating audio call. So I think that's really interesting. And we've done some, I think we've done some some kind of proof of concept work in this area, haven't we as well?
2: Yeah, I was going to mention a couple. We have, we have a, a healthcare customer. There's some great use cases for video there, potentially, you know, I, I have to, Administer an injection, or I have to I have to perform this certain medical procedure rather than having to visit your your GP to do that. Potentially, if it's if it's something relatively minor, you you could be talked through it over over a video call, and we we have we have looked at that. And then there was another one that that Bentley, you can keep me honest here. You, you put together a a little proof of concept around sort of proactive push for for mortgage renewals, and I, I think that sort of checking checking in the, 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 the bank or mortgage provider's records. Are there any customers where their mortgage is coming up for renewal? Let's send them a proactive push notification to the, maybe to, to the, the banking app and align that with the agent capacity. So there might be a quiet period during the day where we can see we've got spare capacity and we could line up that, that the mortgage appointment over video with a an available advisor.
0: I love that like so now you're using your yeah how did, how Plenty talks through that how did how did you do that
2: yeah so at the
1: moment exactly as alex said we're checking the agent's availability at the moment we're doing that based on their availability in connect so you can set a threshold you know say 60 seconds or and three agents we've had three agents available for over a minute and then at the moment they're not doing anything so we'll look into our records see whose mortgage is ending in let's say within six months and then we'll send a push notification to a set number of people let's say 50 people we send a push notification saying that we have advisors available you can get through to them right at this moment Um, and we send that push notification to their app they can open that up and start a video conversation with their advisor straight away we are looking at integrating things like the Outlook calendar and Team's presence to see whether they are available in, in other areas. Because I guess, you know, for something like a mortgage advisor, it wouldn't necessarily be on the phone all day. So we need to check yeah. other avenues and that's something that we're working on at the moment.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's cool. Sorry, go
1: on. Alex.
2: Going back to your, your previous question, Tom, around will companies adopt this, I can see the, the drivers for adoption being things like that where there's potential value add in a in a sales process. I, I think if they can see that the the ability to generate business more easily comes from, from using the, the technology, then definitely I think people are going to adopt it.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it, it, this always used to be reserved for very specialist use cases, like real high-end net worth private banking, stuff like that, where you had like a dedicated account manager you could call any time of day or night and... Yeah, I've worked on stuff in the past using using that where you could video call, but it was literally one-to-one. There was no there's no routing there. So yeah, this is really cool. It's bringing it to everyone. This is exciting. So what what do you have to do to get this? Like, can everybody get it today? And how, where do you go? What do you do?
1: Yeah, so I think in, in the sort of the major regions, at least the ones that we've worked in, US regions and London, UK, it's available. You don't have to do anything to enroll. You can just find... The communication widgets section in the Amazon Connect dashboard to set it up. It's I think it's three pages of you know you you choose which channels you want to enable, then you can choose your contact flow that you want to use, do some customization if you want to, and then you are presented with a JavaScript a snippet that you can then embed into your web page or app. It's really that simple.
0: Nice, and you can choose to do just voice, can't you, or voice and video. Yes, Um, yeah, so you you can
1: can, enable chat, enable voice, and then, yeah, voice or video if you want to.
0: Nice, nice. And we've already spoken about, like, don't have to worry too much if I've already got the chat widget apart from deciding if I want to add to it. That's cool. Can you route things differently? So when you're doing that kind of routing, can you segment out people who want to do video from want to do voice, Do you know, and and kind of do the routing differently? I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, like, there's so much for companies to think about you know, when you bring in both audio, but also video as well, like there's, there's the presentation layer of an agent, you know, like agents are very used to like not ever being seen. So it's kind of totally fine to wear jeans and a hoodie. Actually, is there a bunch of video enabled agents that dress a little bit nicer, have a nice corporate background, all that kind of stuff. So can you route to those folks separately from like the chat and the audio people?
1: So it's a great question, and I, I suppose that would be something that you'd have to work on on the back end in terms of you'd have to maybe send that context through and do the routing by mm-hmm. your flows. Because if okay. you just use, you know, one single flow for it's, it's one flow for your voice and video interactions, and then you are routed to an agent that either has the ability to turn video on or doesn't. Um, oh, so that's guess...
0: interesting. So can agents opt in to like, how does that work? Or do you, do agents get opted in or like, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, it's part of your security profile. So I suppose, uh, you know, a supervisor or manager would be making that decision whether to enable it or disable it. And then Mm. obviously have the granularity of of having video enabled agents and non um, enabled, but you'll have to do some routing and send some context through if you want to route specific things to specific video call agents. Um, And it's not a separate flow.
0: Got it. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. We've skirted around it. Let's, let's talk about cost. What does this cost? Like what, how is it how is it charged and are you better off getting rid of all your phone lines and just going with this as your voice solution for instance
1: yeah so this is something that Alex mentioned yesterday so in some cases what well, let's talk about overall first it is a low cost solution you know you still pay your amazon connect service service charge per minute which is i think 0.0018 of a cent a minute and then for voice calling over the web it's 1 cent
2: per minute Okay so, so I think so that makes it that
0: makes it cheaper than that makes it cheaper than calling a phone number
2: so i i think is this is and we were, we were, we were discussing it yesterday i think as is sometimes the case with the a w s pricing and a good reason to have a good look at the pricing calculators and and figure out exactly your own use case and how it's going to be billed. I I do think it's quite nuanced. Mm -hmm. So as, as Bentley mentioned, you've got your connect service usage charge, which is your 1.8 cents per minute. You've then got your um, in-app audio calling, which is the one cent per minute Mm -hmm. that is going to, depending on your phone number location. So if I have a, a phone number in the UK, going to cost a certain amount for calls to, to be to be um, delivered on that. The UK cost is relatively low whereas if you look at some other countries it's, it's quite a bit higher so it might be that for certain use cases maybe you're servicing a lot of customers over in, I, I pick a country as an example, but Estonia is one of those much higher priced ones. It looks more of a sort of complete no-brainer to say if we if we moved the moved the Estonia traffic onto the web calling yes we could save quite a bit more money whereas UK it doesn't look quite so sort of cut and dry to me
0: okay okay that's it's relatively expensive then I guess like a, a cent a cent a minute I mean it doesn't sound like very much when you say a cent a minute but comparing it against like yeah certainly some you, you always imagine telephone usage to be more expensive than it is, I think, but it's the economies of scale, and maybe we'll see the price change as well as this stuff rolls out and gets more take up. Like the economies of scale will bring it down a little bit. Yeah, but that's that's, that's such that. a good idea. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a, that's a really interesting solution that you've sort of posited there around. You know, we'll have a couple of phone numbers, but actually, sometimes we might just push people to the web to to make a, a call that way. Yeah, great.
2: And one other thing just to mention quickly so you also have the distinction between DID numbers, a so direct dial kind of like your your local phone number compared to TFN's toll-free numbers and the toll-free numbers are generally for the same region, quite a bit more expensive, so that might tip the balance as well in favor of the the, the web calling. That's
0: interesting. I think I I don't know what do you guys think? I feel like toll-free numbers have a limited lifespan with this kind of tech coming along like this is the class this is the ultimate toll free experience for customers isn't it
2: yeah i guess for me anyway toll free numbers they're less of a consideration these days because i don't think that many people sort of look that closely at their their phone bill in terms of what am i calling my... everything's my, my like included isn't it, bundle, like, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah it's it's such an old it feels like quite an old school like feel good factor you know 800s oh, like feels feels like important some way you know yeah, That's yeah, interesting. I think the other thing as well, just like for companies planning this stuff out, cost is a really big one but I think thinking about agent utilisation is important as well because one of the things with chats is that agents can quite often have two, three, four chats on the go but obviously you'd st- really struggle to do that with video or audio. You- you're going to be using 100% of an agent so you might need more agents if you do that. So Yeah, it's yeah, interesting.
1: Worth worth pointing out as well. I think I butchered it before Alex was correct. It's yeah, 1.8 cent for the um, usage charge one cent for the audio usage and then if you want to escalate to video it's 1.5 cent per minute but you will be charged for both streams so if the agent and the customer are using video it's three cents per minute charge for both legs okay yeah that,
0: yeah, that makes sense and that's um, on
1: top of your audio usage and your
0: usage charge yeah and I guess there's plenty of other, there's plenty of innovation still to happen in this area. Like, I mean, I'm thinking things like the recording, like that's, I don't think that's a thing you can do today, right? But that's, it feels like that's, is there a good way of doing that today? If you're like, right, we want to do video, but we want it recorded. I don't even know where to go with that. Like there must be third party solutions as well, I imagine, but that feels like something that, you know, Connect might add later as an additional charge.
1: You'd have thought so. Yeah, at the moment, there's there's no video recording, just the audio. I'm not aware of any any third parties enabling that. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what comes with that one. Yeah,
0: definitely. All right, excellent. There's lots for companies to think about. I think any any final thoughts on on this as a feature and and how you think it's going to land?
2: I guess we, to counter the the cost discussion, we've 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 dug into it a bit a bit deeper and figured out. Actually, it could get quite expensive, but then what would the motivators be for taking this up? What are the benefits to the the customer and the and the companies? I, I mean, I I mentioned earlier, I, I would definitely be engaging as a customer via the web channel. I just think it makes total sense given the way that I engage in conversation for the the rest of my time. And I, I like the fact that we can really empower that improved customer experience so the, the agent knows what I've been looking at, they know who I am, and they can jump straight into that that conversation and, and help serve my inquiry. Hmm. I, I think in terms of some of the benefits to companies, we mentioned ones around it, maybe companies that serve many different countries or perhaps expat communities or I mentioned uh, other locations like Estonia, so perhaps it's quite a bit more expensive to get local phone lines interconnect. It does seem like that the numbers make it more of a a no-brainer to apply it in those situations. Or also we mentioned that where you have the value add, right? So the the proactive mortgage push was the example we, we gave where there's the potential for maximizing those sales processes. You're going to want to perhaps invest a bit more.
0: It's a real feel good factor as well, like for companies looking to have something a bit different as well being able to kind of talk to somebody and see them like it's it's a very human connection thing as well isn't it to to kind of see the person you're talking to so i wonder if we'll see companies do that as well like sort of wrap it into their marketing a little bit as well you know with a human human face company you can talk to us like you can talk to a real advisor and see them and do all that sort of stuff and really market it as a as a bit of a usp yeah definitely yeah interesting well if, you're, if you've got questions about any of this stuff, just a reminder that we would love to get your your questions and we'll try and answer on future shows. You can always email us at podcast at cloudinteract.io. Gentlemen, we could talk all day, but it is time to bring this episode to an end. Bentley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, that's all. Thank you very much, Alex. Thanks, guys. Um, Thanks, Bentley. That's cool. And thank you, everyone, for listening today we discussed the the new capabilities for audio and video in the amazon what's it called the communication widget have I got that right? Yeah, Yeah. Excellent, communication. the communication widget. Next week on ACP, we're going to be looking back to the very first days of Amazon Connect and its rise to prominence, particularly in the banking sector, with John Ng, an independent cloud contact centre consultant. He was there, he saw it all, he's got the stories. So be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast player. That way you won't miss it. Whilst you're there... We'd love it as well if you would rate and review us because as a new podcast, if you have colleagues that you think would benefit from this content, please let them know. To find out more about how Cloud Interact can help you on your contact center journey, visit cloudinteract.io. We're wrapping this call up now and we'll connect with you next time.